Hey fam, thanks for joining me on another episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to make a quick announcement. It occurred to me that I need to make some changes with the Center for Prophetic Listening. And in order to make those changes, I am creating a fundraising event specifically to gather the resources to make those changes. So on December 30th, I am actually hosting a prophetic listening summit, and the theme for this summit is casting vision for 2024. I don't know about you, but I do not do New Year's resolutions. I don't think that they're very useful, but one of the things I do like to do every single year is take time at the end of the year to assess what the Lord's perspective is on the previous year that I just experienced and what he wants for me in the year to come. So this is actually more of an expanded version of rather than getting a word or a single word for the new year to come, why not get paragraphs of what God wants to share with you about 2024, what he has for you in the year to come. If this is something that is appealing to you and you're wanting to get God's perspective on what 2024 is meant to look like for you, as well as his perspective on what 2023 was, this is an opportunity for you to come in a live setting virtually online and get God's guidance and his perspective through prophetic listening. So if you haven't experienced prophetic listening, if you're wanting to get clarity on the year to come and you're wanting to close out 2023 on a strong note, come to the Prophetic Listening Summit Casting Vision for 2024. You can register on propheticlistening.com. There will be an announcement bar at the very top. You can register and make sure that you register by the deadline. So I'm asking people to register by the 16th of this month of December so that you can get a complimentary copy of the Prophetic Listening book. Okay, so I will mail, physically mail your copy of the prophetic listening book as long as you register by the 16th. If you register past the 16th, you can still come to the event, but you won't get that book. So make sure that you register in time for the event. Um, And again, this is a fundraising event so that I can create the resources I need to for the Center for Prophetic Listening. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Thank you guys for supporting the Center for Prophetic Listening. And I cannot wait to see you live and cast vision for 2024 together. God bless. Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest joining me. His name is Ryan Botner. So for over 17 years, Ryan Botner has been positively impacting the lives of thousands of people through his motivational speaking, his high-level sales, and his business consulting. He's a true entrepreneur. He started and operated numerous businesses providing tens of millions of dollars in revenue. Now his life's purpose is to spread his message to the world. Interestingly enough, Ryan has accomplished all of this without ever going to work. 
I love this description because he loves his work so much. He considers it play. <laughs> Isn't that the dream guys? <laughs> so um, Ryan's quest is to help humanity. And that quest began at home with a loving 13 year marriage to his wife, Amanda. Together, they have enjoyed the pleasure and privilege of raising and mentoring two sons and now four daughters, right? Yes. Baby, baby number six just, just arrived. Um, using the same values and strategies that Ryan shares with his audience. So um, guys, welcome me, welcome with me, Ryan Botner. He is a phenomenal motivational speaker, entrepreneur, coach. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you, Michelle. This is this is uh, humbling. I'm honored and I'm just so thankful, thankful, thankful to spend some time with my friend and and and, and my speaker coach. Yes, yes. So yes. for those of you who don't know, um, Ryan and I actually met. Uh, I was uh, his his speaker coach. He uh, graduated that program, and he is doing a phenomenal job um, speaking. For, for for those who are listening, watching, Ryan, where are you based? So as of right now, I'm currently in Washburn, North Dakota. Okay, guys, this is hilarious. So he's in North Dakota. And I am in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> so we are neighbors. Right. <laughs> State neighbors, literally. Um, literally. Is it freezing up there right now? It's it's not. I mean, it's been really beautiful. I'm actually coming. I've got a speaking gig in Sioux Falls. I just booked a couple of days ago. I forgot to tell you. And then I, I have a funeral in Huron, actually, in in a, in a, in a, in a little, in a, about 10 days. And yes, so... Hi. I'm actually, yeah, I'm speaking at a funeral. That'll be the first time I've speak at a funeral. Okay. Um, but um, God's with me. And so I'm thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually going to be coming to South Dakota twice in the next few months. So yes, I, I will definitely get to make some time to, to have lunch. Good, good, good. Glad to hear it. Okay, so um, Ryan, you actually have a pretty fascinating story. So you, <laughs> um, you've always found ways to be successful in, in business and to excel, but you have a, a tremendous testimony of what the Lord has done in your life. Would you mind sharing um, with our audience, basically what, what your relationship with the Lord has been, has looked like? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and that's biblical by the word of our testimony in the blood of the lamb. We, we came, so I'm, um, um, it, you know, I grew up in small town, North Dakota, very, a lot of the denominal world, you know, whether it's Catholic, Lutheran, uh, Baptist. And so I grew up, <clears throat> I would grew up Lutheran, Lutheran. Okay. and, um, and then I married a Catholic. So then I converted to Catholicism from that. And, but I never, you know, I, I was bullied when I was young. And so I would, I would say the Lord's prayer at night. And I would pray like God, like I was, you know, I had, I had suicidal thoughts for sure. Like it was pretty, it was pretty rough. Kids are mean, yeah. you know, sticks and stones will break your bones. The words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Yeah, that's words, fun. words, words really hurt. Our and life so, and death is in the tongue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so, but I, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder and got into football and then I really, that chip continued and I just wanted to be a successful kind of, you know, show everybody, you know, and, and it's not, it, it's healthy for a little bit, but it was, it was really not healthy long-term, you know, to have that. It's just a lot of pride really, you know? And so, um, Played, played football, played college football, and had a double major, 
pretty much football and girls. <laughs> <laughs> and that is really that. the truth. <laughs> and so then went to do, uh, you know, every most most college athletes will go, you know, teaching, coaching to be coach. And so I uh, did my student teaching and that was probably the first time I really started to embrace like attitude and see it played out. One of the most miserable places that I ever experienced early on was a teacher lounge. They were miserable. Mm. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this. You know, complaining about the students, complaining about, you know, other teachers and backbiting. And I said, so I don't think I want to do this. And then I got a job offer in, in 2005 for $18,000. And, and so I had student loans. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And uh, and so I had an uncle at the time who was a pretty good mentor, and he was the most successful person in my life. And uh, this was after you know one, so you had the recession that that had hit, and a lot of companies were taking away their four hundred and one k matches. And so what they would do is they bring in financial advisors to speak to their people um, and be like, here, you know, we'll at least offer you alternative, but we we're, we're cutting budgets. So we're not going to match your 401k anymore, but you can do a Roth and you can put money into cash real life insurance and all these other things. Well, my, my uncle, you know, he, he signed up with a financial advisor and he's like, Ryan, he's like, you can do this. Like the guy's really well-spoken. He's excited. Like, he's like, I think you can do that. So I started looking into it and applied with Edward Jones and lots of other companies. Well, I didn't have any sales experience, you know, because of my football girls major, I didn't have any sales experience, but I mean, I, I was pretty good at selling girls. I'll tell you that. Uh, and so, um, I, but I had a lot of confidence. I had lost like 50 pounds after being an offensive lineman. So I was literally like, I'm like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I, a Northwestern mutual took a chance on me. You're probably familiar with them. They've got a pretty good presence in the Midwest. And so I first I started selling life insurance, getting financial services, took my tests, and and within six months I made like thirty three thousand dollars, and so wow. went from eighteen for the year to thirty three. I made a pretty good decision, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so that whole next year though, I, I hit what's called PCAS, post goal attainment syndrome. Okay. And uh, I I maybe made like forty grand, and I just took the foot off the gas and broke up with my girlfriend and went to Vail a couple of times. And, and so my mentor, Banji partner at the time, he said, Ryan, um, he goes, you are not reaching your potential. He's like, I, you know, what are you going to do? If you don't, if you're not careful, you're going to fail out of the business, which happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the financial services, it's, it's one of the toughest businesses to stick long-term, mm-hmm. you know, the retention rate is very low. And so I said, no, I really want this. So I did something that I hadn't done in 23 years, Michelle. I read a book. (laughs) And I really mean it. I read a book from cover to cover, and I had not read a book for 23 years. And the book I read was Relentless. And it was Tim Grover. And he was talking about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and the relentless pursuit of of excellence they weren't the most talented guys they weren't the most gifted but they were the most relentless relentless is really an adjective that just means pushing even farther like if you go 50 miles an hour then it's 60 you're never going backwards you're always going farther and farther and so um he talked about three different types of people you have the cooler the closer and the cleaner well i said i want to be a cleaner 
I'm already a closer. I knew I was a closer, mm -hmm. but I wanted to be a cleaner. And a cleaner does the closing when nobody's watching. And so it really talked to spoke to spoke to you know integrity and making phone calls when nobody's watching you and doing it at night. And I literally just felt I I I, I took this book and I adopted and adapted and applied it 100 percent of my life and my life transformed. That next year I made a hundred grand. Then I really started to niche and I started to really work with a bunch of physicians and built a whole business around working with physicians. And then it went 200, 300. Before I was 30 years old, I was a millionaire. Wow. And so this is in Fargo, North Dakota. So big money, yeah. big life started to have big problems. Mm -hmm. And so a beautiful wife, you know, four kids. Um, million dollar home, $50,000 Rolex, $100,000 cars, uh, $20,000 trips around the world. You know, we just really started to embrace that lifestyle of the affluent. And, uh, but I just felt empty. You know, I was like, is this what this is all it's about? My identity was in this business and you know, I was great at what I did. I started to believe my own marketing a little bit, you know, what, People, people tell you how great you are and you stop working a little bit. Well, I just started to really search um, for anything and everything. Like I got into what it's horoscopes. I got into, you know, just, just, I just started to search, like there's gotta be more to this life. And I, I, I and so I gained some weight, you know, eating nice dinners, uh, drinking a bunch of wine. And uh, instead of going to the gym and eating right, I went to the doctor. And I told the doctors, like, you know, I, I, I need to lose some weight. And he said, well, he's like, how's your attention span? And I'm like, squirrel. <laughs> you know, I'm like, the more money I make seems like a less attention span than I have because I can and I pay everybody to do anything I want. And he said, well, he said, take this test. So I took a 10 question exam and I scored all ADD, like onset adult ADHD. And he said, here's a script, Adderall. And I started taking Adderall. I'm like, this drug is amazing. I can focus. Like I started to lose some weight. Um, and then he said, come back a week later and I'll give you the T-shot, which is literally a shot of testosterone, steroids, legally. Mm. And so I got on literally legal meth and steroids. Wow. Well, I lost some weight. And after about six months or a year, my business is doing great. But then my wife told me, she said, you came home one day and all of a sudden, you were just black, dark, because because all these spirits I'd been allowing and playing with started to really possess my life. You know, God will never force you to do anything, but the devil will. He'll possess you. Mm -hmm. And so I my whole life just changed. My priorities changed. I, I started to just chase more cocaine, Adderall, ecstasy. Literally within three years, from 2017 to 2020, destroyed almost every relationship and blew almost every dollar. Wow. And I kept running away from my problems, you know. And so uh, the bunch of my business was coming out of UNLV Medical School in Las Vegas. Not a great place for a person with a growing cocaine addiction to be going every month. And so... I literally picked up and moved my family. So we're all moving to Nevada. We're going to, you know, we got a house in Henderson and I started to run away from my problems, you know, and that's never helps, never works.
And so I was deep in my addiction. And finally, my wife, she she had had enough. And she, she said, where I'm, she took the kids and she came back up to here to Washburn. It's where she's from. And uh, I just moved my girlfriend in, you know, started dealing drugs. I just went crazy. I just my 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 mentor and my AA sponsor at the time actually OD'd and died. So I was just like, I guess I'm just going to be an addict the rest of my life. I might as well just do it right. Mm-hmm. And so I had a house party at my house um, in uh, October of 2020. And uh, I OD'd and uh, and I literally died right beside my pool. I turned blue and I was, I was dead. And there's a big, big black man named Bill. And he was at my house party. I didn't even know who this guy was. And uh, he uh, did CPR on me and he called the ambulance and I truly feel that, you know, God says in Hebrews, we entertain angels unaware. And he was definitely an angel in my life. He was a messenger. And not only that, did he help save my life? I invited him back over to my house. I was in a coma for three days. Hmm. Invited him back over to my house. I'm still drinking. I'm still drugging. I'm, we're having a conversation and, and we're talking about jail <clears throat> because I'd gotten arrested and I had felonies. I had all such a mess, Michelle. And um, Are you still practicing said, at well, that point or had you lost your license? I lost my license. I was about to okay. uh, lose my investment license. Yeah. But I had already sold my biz- couple businesses. Like I was, I was always a hustler. Like I always worked it out. I had money all the way really even to the end. And even after that. And so, um, but uh, I just kept getting deeper and deeper into, you know, another level, another devil, literally, you know, it just got bigger and bigger problems. It's like yeah. snowballing. And so um, invited him back over to my house and I'm talking to him and I'm thanking him. I'm like, Bill. And so we start to talk about jail a little bit. And he's like, I never really been to prison, Ryan. He said, but I, he, he's Bill. He told, he tells me, he said, I, I was in jail over the weekend for a DUI. He said one time in Texas. And he said, all I did that whole weekend was read the Bible. And he only had to say the word Bible. And I said, that's it. I need God. Mm-hmm. And I went straight to a church that weekend. So my personal trainer, who is a security guard for a pastor in Las Vegas, he's actually a famous pastor. He was a quarterback for the Eagles and the Vikings, Randall Cunningham. He's a pastor in Las Vegas, and he would be planting seeds as a security guard when I would go train with him, he'd talk about Randall's church, Randall's church. And I'd be like, bro, I can't go to church. If you only knew what I was doing, which he did know what I was doing. He's, I'm like, I ain't going to no church. <laughs> and so, but when the time was right, those seeds were planted and I went straight to Randall's church. And I, and I brought my girlfriend and I brought my druggy friends. We all went to church together on Sundays. Okay. And at the end of church service, God moved on me and I started to weep and cry uncontrollably. And I didn't know what that was all about. Because I never had any experience like that ever in a church or anything, you know. Um, I was crying, but mainly it was worldly sorrow, not godly godly sorrow. You know, in Corinthians, Paul talks about worldly sorrow brings death. Godly sorrow brings repentance. And so that's what it did. I was sorry to God. I was sorry for all the stuff I did. And that I came home after church that day and my wife's pink Bible was sitting on the counter. And I opened it up and I started to read Proverbs. And the next day I slammed the door on my girlfriend's face and I gave her tens of thousands of dollars worth of drugs. And that was my works meet for repentance. 
actually taking action with it. And so, um, uh, you know, call my wife and I said, I'm, you know, coming home and all these, she's like, yeah, right. And, uh, you know, but, uh, and she was willing, she was willing. And, and so it's been, you know, either way you choose your heart. It's not been easy, yeah. but it's a good life living for the Lord. And so I kind of flopped around a little bit. Just, I was so excited. I literally, God, once I did that and I, I, I brought forth fruit me to repentance, he took the desire away to do drugs or drink or anything wow. like I was hooked on pornography. I was hooked on pornography since I was 13. He took all those desires away from me. True deliverance. Wow. And so like I was delivered. That was in October 21st of 2020. 2020. And, uh, and so pure deliverance. Now I fell in love with the word. Like I started to read the word and, and the God of the universe. Like I was like, Wow. And everything just revelation after revelation. I couldn't stop reading. I would study six, seven, eight hours a day when I moved back and I'd go work at the soup cafe. And I just started to lose myself in the service of others. Mm-hmm. And my life began to transform, you know. And so then that that December, I got John Maxwell certified. So I felt led to do something there. I was, you know, God was really speaking to me in a lot of different ways. Um, and so I did that. You know, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and then, uh, um, worked literally at like a restaurant for nine bucks an hour and just humbled myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, God, God really, he, he, he pushed me. It's not like I raised my hand, but I was, I was like, okay, Lord, you know, this is what you want to do. And wherever I was, I just, wherever I was planted, I, I I bloomed. And that was only two years ago. Um, and so since then, now I've got a great pastor, a man of God in my life who literally speaks life into me. I'll never miss my Sunday service. I never miss my Tuesday service. I teach four to five Bible studies a week. I'm now addicted to the ministry. I'm addicted to teaching Bible studies. So you want to choose your addictions wisely, right? <laughs> so good. Ah, what an amazing testimony. Thank you for sharing yes. that. Um, yeah. For those who are are listening and and I don't know who listens at any given moment, but it could be, you know, when this episode airs, it could be five years from when this episode airs. Amen. There could be somebody who is struggling with addiction, maybe not drugs, maybe not alcohol, maybe it's porn, maybe it's something else. Right. Um, what would you, what would you tell them right now in the middle of their, their addiction? Don't ask for worldly help. We 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 go to whether it's counselors or even AA meetings or any of that. It's if you want a worldly answer, you go ask a worldly person. But if you want to truly allow the anointing, which breaks the yoke of the enemy, you've got to seek it. I had to physically go to church. Yeah. If I wouldn't have went to church that Sunday, Michelle, I wouldn't be here today. Wow. And it didn't matter what church it was, like if their doctrine wasn't exactly, you know, what it doesn't like it was God knew my heart. You took a step and he met you. I walked by faith and not by sight. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. I might even label this uh this episode um from addicted to anointed. <laughs> 
I love that's it. That's good. I like that. that. That's a book there, huh? Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony and, and look at how God has turned things around. I mean, you said that this, this turnaround happened just over three years ago. We, we just yes. passed October, just not that too long years. ago. And uh, you have a, a brand new baby girl in addition to yes. your other five kids. You have a thriving, successful coaching business and you're speaking um, yes. successful on all fronts. And um, and God has brought restoration to your marriage. This is just such a beautiful testimony. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I think it speaks to, it gives hope to those who feel like, oh, all is lost, right? It's like, right. no, it's never, it's never too late in Christ as long as you turn back to him. Yeah. Um, and I think of, I think of, you know, like everybody wants the miracles, signs and wonders, right? And, and the Egyptians, they, they were able to, you know, the, the Israelites were able to see the Egyptians and they saw these 10 plagues that came and it, those were, that was amazing. And, and then God guiding them through the, the Red Sea and the walls of water beside them. And these were, these were all amazing things, but they didn't really see the glory of God until they were in the wilderness and that manna started to fall from heaven yeah. every day. And that's what the glory is for me now is my time in prayer and my time in scripture because he keeps opening my understanding and my time with him. I see the glory in God that way more than I did even when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they were all amazing things. And I came in to to you know to the knowledge of the truth those are all amazing things but now it's my spiritual disciplines that i see god's glory oh that's beautiful that's beautiful i love that thank you for sharing that spiritual disciplines are are so powerful and and it's not religiosity right it's it's right. um entering a rhythm and keeping that that rhythm um and seeing the fruit that comes from it uh so i love that you shared that all right so I know that we um, we have a, a hard end time, so I want to make sure that I'm honoring your time. So let's go Thank ahead you. and switch gears, dive into prophetic listening. Uh, so for those of you listening, I've already given Ryan some background on what prophetic listening is, kind of how it works. He's never done a prophetic listening session with me. Uh, this is his first time. So he has his pen and paper ready. I have my pen and paper ready. Um, we are awesome. <laughs> uh, we are going to be, I'm going to be referring actually to um, the prayer that I've written in my book, um, Prophetic Listening, Hearing God's Voice with Clarity, Confidence, and Confirmation. Uh, and I'm going to be um, referencing uh, the Clear the Room prayer specifically in this book. So I already explained uh to Ryan, the purpose of clearing the room, making sure there's no demonic or counterfeit voices that are interfering in our time together. But before we actually dive in, what, Ryan, would you say is um, probably, let's just do the number one question that you you have that you wanna, you'd want to ask Holy Spirit? You know, um, I know that God's most precious asset is the soul. And so I, I just want to know the direction that I'm continuing to go is, is the right direction, you know? Um, and 
whether that's, you know, for me, I'm a soul winner. So I love to teach Bible studies. Uh, I'm even going to do some door knocking this Saturday. And that's just, this is through prayer and even consulting my pastor. Um, and so, um, and, and that's definitely a step out, you know, and, and not, and like, it's, it, anyway, um, but for me, I just, you know, I want to go to heaven. I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And I want my wife and the closest people closest to me to say, Ryan was who he said he was. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I want to, I want to be able to, to find that 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 will of god and and deny this flesh any way that i can if that makes sense so in putting this to a question to god would it be is this more of a checking in and asking like lord um am confirmation I, am i on the right page with you like am i in alignment with what you want for me and for my life and my soul okay got it got it all right Perfect. So go ahead. And um, I'm actually just going to put a very on my sheet. I'm going to put just checking in. <laughs> I'm wondering what you're doing. Amen. Amen. In with the Lord and yes. uh, make sure that we leave space underneath for God's response. And like I said, the way this works, we will seek his face together. Um, I will clear the room. I'll basically verbalize what you just mentioned. And then um, we'll take some time to listen. And whatever you're sensing God telling you, I want you to write it down. So if you see a picture, you know, you can sketch it. You can write a description of it. If you hear him through the still small voice, write that down. If he gives you scripture, write it down. And Man. then um, all I need you to do is tell me when you feel like you're ready. And we'll compare what we heard. Great. That good? Okay, let's get started. All right. All right. So Lord... I just thank you, Father, for uh, for yes. Ryan's heart to listen and to hear your voice and your voice alone. I thank you for his testimony, Father. I thank you for um, what you brought him through and just the complete transformation that you brought about in his life. Right now, we come to you with expectant and grateful hearts. Your word says in James 1.5 that you pour out your wisdom liberally on all who ask for it. And so we take you at your word. Lord, we repent for all of our sins, sins of omission and commission. We come to you with clean hearts and pure consciences, and we receive the forgiveness your son died to give us. We renounce, disavow, and change our minds over any agreement with the enemy or the things of the enemy, and we plead the blood of Jesus over us afresh. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command any spirit that is not of God to be bound and silenced by the blood and the authority of Jesus Christ. Any spirit of deception, confusion, disorder, any spirit trying to disguise itself as God's voice, I cut off your tongues and silence your voice. I banish you from our presence and bind you to the foot of the cross. Every last spirit named or not named that is not of God, you are banished from this place, rendered ineffective and completely silenced. I revoke any invitation extended to you knowingly or unknowingly by me, by me or by Ryan. Leave now, go to the foot of the cross and do not return. We are children of the most high king and you are not allowed to speak to us or bring any sort of deception, confusion or influence of any kind in Jesus name. Thank In the name of Jesus, we Jesus. plead the blood of Jesus over our hearts, yes. our minds, our spirits, our bodies. Thank he you, commands Lord. our minds to be silent and still for the duration of this session. We place our flesh on the shelf and we invite you, Holy Spirit, within us to come to a place of prominence. Holy Spirit, we invite you to take the driver's seat of our beings. We submit our minds, wills, and emotions to you. Let us see what you see. Let us hear what you hear. Let us receive what you and only you want us to receive. We want to receive what you have to say through your spotless lens. So we thank you for your voice, your presence, your willingness to speak. 
Let us hear your voice and your voice alone. We come to you with ready and expectant hearts, and we thank you for the revelation that you are about to give your son. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, um, you heard what Ryan said earlier. He's just checking in. He wants to know, is he in alignment with you, with your perfect will? Is there any area of correction that you want to bring? Um, we just ask you to speak, Lord, from your perspective. What is it that you want to um, to tell and share with your son? We just invite you to speak. Ready? Ready. Okay. So the fun part, what did you hear? Um, in, in the book of Mark, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and asked him what is the first and most important commandment. <clears throat> and he quoted Deuteronomy 6 and 4 and 5. And he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's the first and most important commandment. And then he said, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind. My pastor just preached a message on Sunday, and the, and the, and the title was All. And so when I first started studying God, studying to show myself approved, the scripture I always had on me was trust in the Lord with you, all your heart and lean not on, on, your, on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And he, I love that verse. And, and, and acknowledge him in all your, he'll direct all your paths, all your ways. So I, I really heard all. Good. Good. What did you take that to mean? Um, you know, the challenge, as you probably could understand, is <clears throat> speaking and coaching. And um, you know, I'm I've got a lot of success, but I don't know at any moment um if if the Lord calls me to a lower, you know just less lifestyle or humble more, whatever it is from a, from a, you know, ministry standpoint, I just want to be ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I want to be ready. I want to, I want to be able to pay attention and not be so consumed by once again, believing my own marketing. Yeah. So that's really one thing that, and, but I also let all things be done decently in order. So I'll, it, when the time's right, it'll be right. I just want to make sure that I'm got my flesh in check and I've got things to know this is the right step, even though to the world, it wouldn't make any sense. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. Good yeah. words. Okay. I'll tell you what I got. I heard my son, precious one. I am deeply proud of and pleased with you. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. I will continue to bless the work of your hands and increase your anointing. And then he had me write this in all caps. Trust me. The best is yet to come. He gave me Ezekiel. Um, in fact, at first I, I saw this picture in my mind of almost like a ram's, um, ram's head. And then... And then he, he brought to mind Ezekiel, um, Ezekiel three, three, nine, 
I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. Do not be afraid of them or terrified by them, though they are a rebellious people. And he reminded me of how in Ezekiel, when he commissioned Ezekiel to prophesy over over the nation, that um, that he basically warned him, like, don't be afraid and don't yeah. don't um, when you share your message, share it boldly, like share it without. Yes. Um, and and in it, he said, I will back you up. But if you don't share it boldly, then I'm not going to back you up. Basically, was right. his message to Ezekiel. And so I felt like the Lord was saying um, that his hand is on you, you're anointed, and he wants you to remember that, to be bold and to not be afraid. And then uh, he then he then shifted gears and he said this, I have your wife. Her heart is in my hands. Water there, water her heart, and she will bloom in due season. Trust me, son. And then I heard him say three times, stay in my word, stay in my word, stay in my word. That was it. Praise the Lord. Does that resonate? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> so thank you for letting mm -hmm. me listen with you. I know that you have a meeting coming up, so I like delay you or you know i'm gonna give no. you the regroup but um <clears throat> do you mind if i just um bless you really quickly pray over praise and, yes okay. yes um lord i just thank you for this time with ryan i thank you for his tremendous testimony and and that this is really just the start god that you have so much more in store for him um i just pray lord that that you would continue to be the wind um, at his back, that you would be the wind that's behind his sails, Lord, and that you would steer him and guide him in the direction that he's meant to go in. Um, keep that boldness in him. Keep that fire in him, Lord. Continue to increase his anointing, his knowledge, his understanding. Um, and, and may you always be at the forefront of everything, all that he is and all that he does, Lord. Yes. And I just pray your blessing over his wife, over his children, his family, their, their legacy together, Father. Um, we just thank you for your faithfulness over Ryan um, and all that you have for him. This we pray in Jesus' name and protect everything that you've revealed. Let it all come to pass in your perfect timing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus' name. So, thank you so much. You're so welcome. If um, yeah. really quickly, if somebody were to ask you what prophetic listening is, what how would you describe it? Be still and know that he is God. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for those of you who watch this episode, who listen to this episode. Um, if people want to find yes. you, Ryan, God bless you. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, but you know, and then uh my my business name is is Cornerstone. He's the chief cornerstone. So cornerstonespeaking.com and uh Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you've been such a blessing to me um, in my walk, and I'm so thankful for you, Michelle. And love you very much. Love you too. Love you too. All right, guys, we will see you next time. God bless. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything, 
about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people. If it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share the show. Let other people know about the prophetic listening podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.